millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode is This Too Shall Pass, a penage. Hello. Another short episode today. I may sound a little stuffy. I'm not unwell. Don't worry. Canberra has just decided to remind us all that winter's not over yet, and after a beautiful week, we're freezing again. I know I've used the word appendage a few times, and I think it's time I share its meaning. It's one of those times I'm going to start with a dictionary definition, which isn't my favorite thing to do, but is useful. The Oxford Dictionary defines it as a provision made for the maintenance of the younger children of kings and princes, consisting of a gift of land, an official position, or money. The second definition is a benefit or right belonging to someone, and we'll be focusing on the first definition. The second one is a bit archaic. The word actually comes from the medieval Latin combination of ad and panis, in a simple translation to give or provide bread, which makes sense. Providing land or funds to your children is providing them bread. Since this podcast has mainly focused on English and French subjects, at least thus far, Spain, I'm coming soon, I will be focusing on how this works in those countries. This word has a much longer usage in France than in England, though of course it's no longer used in a royal sense in France, along with none of the royalty. You'll hopefully remember that under the Merovingian and Carolingian French, that inheritance was divided equally between all sons and their descendants. This means that unlike in England, the oldest son didn't inherit everything. This of course changed with the House of Capet. This left younger sons a bit out in the cold unless their fathers provided for them. And this is where an appanage comes in. The most recent example I have for this in my recent episodes is John II, granting his younger sons, Louis, John, and Philip, the appanages of Anjou, Berry, and Burgundy, respectively. These allowed his younger sons to raise their own funds and to almost be little kings of their own territory. Though the uh, Burgundian line seemed to take this um, a bit too seriously. Their great-great-nephew, Louis XI, would do all he could to regain these territories by making sure that each could only be inherited by a male line descendant. Though, obviously, Barry had already returned to the crown prior to Louis's ascension. The Bourbons, who will come up at the end of this current miniseries, did away with this altogether. Eventually, younger sons were given state funding annually. 
This was, of course, helpful for the centralization of royal power and funding. Trust me, despite this, French taxes are a mess right up until the revolution. Can any of my French listeners let me know if taxes are less complicated now? In England, things were a bit different. There was only one proper royal appanage from the time of Edward III, the Duchy of Cornwall, granted to the oldest son of the king upon his birth or upon his father's accession. The Duchy of Lancaster became a royal appanage, but it wasn't granted as one. It is, to this day, a royal appanage that belongs to the king directly. It's a bit complicated, and we will see what future English governments decide to do with this. Its status is questionable. And it's tax-free. Yeah, you guys should look into that. While Edward III did provide his younger sons with titles, Clarence, Lancaster, and York, you remember he did forget his youngest son in the mix. These didn't include land. Edmund of Langley would receive funding from the royal treasury when they remembered to pay him. Lionel of Antwerp and John of Gaunt received most of their funding through advantageous marriages that gave them property. So, what about, say, Brittany, Aquitaine, or even Bourbon-held lands? Well, two of those are completely different. Brittany had been an independent country in the early part of its existence, and even once it became part of the Kingdom of France, it was still near independent until Charles VIII's marriage to Anne of Brittany. It did have a royal link, though, through Peter I Mauclerc. He was a male line descendant of Louis VI's son, Robert of Drew. But irrespective of this, Brittany wasn't a royally granted holding. Bourbon was originally the ruling name for those who controlled the Bourbonais, but had been inherited by Louis I of Bourbon, Jury Ux Oris. Louis was a grandson of Louis IX, Saint Louis, through his fourth son, Robert. Remember, marriages to wealthy heiresses can make the lives of younger sons. Finally, Aquitaine, or Guienne, which was not an appanage and not held by the crown of France until the 730s. The independent duke was forced to declare allegiance to France for assistance with invading Umayyad forces. In 781, Aquitaine was given to Charlemagne's son, Louis, who was declared the king of Aquitaine. As you may know, this Louis became Louis I, king of the Franks, and would unite Aquitaine with the French crown until his son started fighting over it. Now, I'm not going to cover the entire history of Aquitaine, but it will take until 1453 for the entirety of Aquitaine to be French again. So when you hear Appanage, just remember, it's land that a king gave his son to take care of the sons that wouldn't rule. Thank you for listening, and I will see you all next week, where I will be concluding Charles of Orléans' story. <laughs>